Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Unarmored Talk Podcast. We have another amazing guest who is willing to remove their armor to help others. And don't forget to follow me with one click on paradedeck.com. That's paradedeck.com. You get all my social media links. And if I do any events, you'll get notified if you click the follow me button on paradedeck.com. Well, let's get right into the episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Unarmored Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Mario P. Fields, and today's guest is Corporal Diana Ortega. Diana, my if I call you Diana, you're still on active duty. No, Diana. I prefer Diana. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> I was a little worried. Emotions, right, ladies and gentlemen? I started getting some emotions. Diana, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. No, no worries. No worries. Well, can you do me a favor? Tell the listeners and viewers a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so as of right now, I'm an active duty member. I'm a Marine and I joined in 2020. Uh, prior to joining, I attended college and graduated with my bachelor's in criminal justice. Wow. Yeah, and right now I have two years left on my first contract. I'm still trying to figure out what the Marine Corps has to give me. Yeah. Yeah, well, word on the streets is the Marine Corps is kind of nervous because it's what you give in the Marine Corps. They, they, they say they've never seen somebody uh, so motivated with such enthusiasm. <laughs> I'm just telling you what the Marine Corps said. They called me last night. <laughs> Was it the Marine Corps or somebody specific? <laughs> <laughs> Marine Corps is an entity. I, I'm, I'm just using some humor. It's a brick and mortar. But, um, but, but, but in all seriousness, you know, let, let's... Let's jump right into the topic. You know, you you have come across a lot of leaders, right? You have experienced being led um, by a lot of people, uh, but you're an NCO, so you've also led um, a lot of people. But from what my understanding is, you you have actually known someone who is blind and still in the Marine Corps. Talk talk to me a little bit about that experience. Yes, so I met First Sergeant Landry when I first got stationed in 29 Palms. Um, I think ever since I remember encountering him, he's always had this positive energy and he's always very welcoming. And even right now that I work with him, everybody that goes to his office, if I tell them, oh, I work with First Sergeant Landry, they're like, oh, he's cool. And they just speak so highly of him because of the energy and that he transmits to other people. Like. I always like to think that and acknowledge the fact that he, yes, he has a high, a high rank and he's in a higher position, but he knows how to create a division between yeah, being a leader and, and leading other people, but then also opening the doors to other people that may want to ask him for help. Yeah. Did, did you No, Thank you. Now, did you know that first Sergeant uh, Landry was blind when he came to the unit or did you, when did you figure that out? No, I think as I, I guess, as time went by and as I was working in, in the same building as him, um, he would have conversations with other people. And I think it was at, at the end kind of, of last year, like maybe in August, I started to catch on that something was, I guess, he, I think he went through something, but he never really opens at least to me, like, I feel like I never, I'm not the one to ask, 
but then I think I started to piece things together and at first I thought it was a joke and he's like no I'm serious like I'm blind because he was talking to the NCO in the office at the time yeah and I thought he was kidding but he's like no I'm serious I don't know how it happened but I know that he is blind and now that I work closer to him um he talks about his experience and um I guess when he first started his transition he how he would put his contacts on and the tools he would use and that's kind of how I started to grasp more about him being blind yeah you know the interesting thing is he was my company first sergeant when I was at Wounded Warrior Battalion West and I always thought he was going blind um, never realized that, no, he's blind. There was some medical advancements that were able to restore some of his vision. Uh, but when you, when you finally realize that first sergeant is not full duty, right? He is not a completely healthy first sergeant like you had believed he was. What, what emotions did you experience once you realized it wasn't a joke? I think I was shocked. I, I think the way he carries himself, it's, he carries himself with so much motivation that I would think, oh, like, I guess in a sense, nothing bad happened to him or nothing in a, in a sense to a point where he feels defeated because the way he enters the office or the way he walks around the building, the moment he sees you, it's with so much excitement and so much motivation that I was like, I don't get it. I don't get how he's so motivated. And I think just to learn that I guess he experienced this and that he didn't he didn't let that kind of define him and I think I think it's I respect him for it because I think not a lot of people can do that so I was really shocked but I think every time I see him I'm just like wow like I wish in a sense I could carry myself like him because there's never a day that I think I see him that he's sad or he's angry yeah. or it's just he pumps out this energy that I'm just like, how? I don't get it where it's coming from. Yeah, no. And I, I, I so I did an episode. I, I've already done his episode and we're going to release it after this one. And it's, this one and, and the one I did with him is probably the most emotional episodes I've done because I personally know him. Yeah. And, and, and I agree with you. I would have never thought that he was he's felt defeated and and the things that he will reveal in his episode but one one thing that um that you hot that you said that i would like you know i'm, I'm glad you said it is you you would have never imagined him being you're feeling defeated um and yet so many people th thought he was joking um and then watching him, you would never think that his eyesight is pretty much gone. Yeah. And, and, and so how did you process those emotions, Diana? You know, now you know that, man, this, my first sergeant who, who's, who's been an inspiration and just so happy about life, you know, how did, how did that change you? I think it changed my approach on... I guess in a sense how I came to work, um, how I view life. Um, Cause I think I thought about it like a lot of people I think encounter a lot of struggles and they think, oh, I'm going through it. Like I'm going through the worst. But it's just like when you, 
encounter somebody other somebody else that has encountered more than you have is just and he can still be that optimistic it's like why can I do that like I haven't encountered that much struggle or, or to the point where I feel so defeated um it's like why can I be that motivated like if he can do it I I, I feel like I should be able to do it yeah you, you know and so so many times too you you, you know, it could be a junior Marine or a senior Marine, but so many times, you know, when you find out that someone's sick, ill, or injured, you naturally want to treat them differently. But here's this, this is your first sergeant. And, you know, so, so did you, did you inside want to treat him differently? And then how did you think through to continue to be, you know, Corporal Ortega? Uh, I actually didn't, I never, like after learning that, he was blind. I I didn't feel like I sh- he deserved to be treated any different, but I think it's also the way he interacts with other Marines um, because he's a jokester, and I I recognized that he he was blind and that was kind of a major thing in his life. But I never I never want to I never felt or thought that I should feel sympathy for him because that's not what he projects for himself. So it's I think that's a big part that because he doesn't treat himself that way, it doesn't give the, the opportunity for the others to treat him like that because I think he projects confidence, he projects happiness, and there's no room for sympathy, I think. Nice. I love how you say you reciprocate, right? You're, you know, you reciprocate that energy. First Sergeant is going, hey, I'm not dead yet. <laughs> there's still mm-hmm. a lot of life. <laughs> and, and you guys as, as his subordinates reciprocate that same energy. And that's impressive. Have you ever seen anyone in your life that has that much drive and, and energy and enthusiasm, but w- with that illness that's that they're living with? No, I think it's first Sergeant Landry is the first one. And I think anybody in the building can can vouch for that, that I, I think everybody's kind of because of the way he carries himself, everybody's driven to go want to speak to him, to even say hi to him because they acknowledge, yes, because of his position, he, sometimes he's required to, you know, kind of set his foot down, but then they also acknowledge the fact that he always welcomes them in if they are, if they need somebody, I guess, to talk to, his door is always open. And I think a lot of people know that, even though, yes, sometimes he might have to regulate somebody, but he does it in a way where, I, I think it's like a, it's not mind game, but he just knows how to approach the situation instead. I think everybody has a natural reaction of, I'm going to yell at you and, you know, talk so much crap to you and then give you the lesson that I'm supposed to teach you. But I don't think he's that way. Yeah. At least the way I've seen him, he's not that way. Wow. No, this, this, not truly, truly appreciate it. If you could think of one thing about your own life, you know, how you used to be before you met First Sergeant Landry, you know, right? If you could think about what, how you used to be, what's one thing that you can tell the listeners and viewers that changed you after being around him? I think it's uh, the way First Sergeant Landry comes to work, it's, I think you make what you want of it. Like you make your day what you want it to be. And I think that that's a huge part. Like now that I work closer to First Sergeant Landry, he comes with a great energy. So I'm just like, okay, like I'm optimistic about my day. 
Um, I'm excited to work. And I think that's the way for Sergeant Landry carries himself. It's just, he's always moving back and forth. Like, oh, I'm going here, I'm going there. I'm doing this, I'm doing that. It's just, he's a machine. And I think I come into work with that mindset that, okay, I plan my day. I'm like, okay, this is what I have to do. Um, and I think that's a big change that I, because I see him do that. I was like, oh, I want to do that. I want to integrate that into my life. That is, that is awesome, Donnie. Well, is, is there any, any advice you can give, you know, the listeners, the viewers, um, you know, before I let you go back and inspire the world? Um, as far as like good leadership or? Any advice. I mean, anything, anything you want to give the world, any piece of advice, it's, it's yours. The mic is yours. Okay. I think, and I think I, first Sergeant Landry knows this because when I got promoted to corporal, um, I wanted in a sense, yes, acknowledged that I was going to be pinned, but it was, for me, my, my goal was to recognize him because he was my, he's my leadership and he's the person that I go to. And I remember saying and acknowledging how great of a leader first Sergeant Landry is. And I wanted to give him, if not all the credit to him, because I think without him, I wouldn't have gotten promoted because he's always opened the door to me. And I was reading this book called Resilience. And there's a part where it says that um, a, a good leader is the one that that is willing, that even though he, like for example, first Sergeant Landry, he carries his high rank, but he's always willing to learn. He comes to the office willing to learn. He doesn't carry himself in a way where the he knows it all. He understands that in a sense, he could give me a certain task, but if he can do it and he has the free time, he does it. And I'm always asking him for help or like uh, for help, or do you have any tasks for me? But sometimes he's just, he cares a lot for everybody around him. And I think the the being open-minded and willing to continue to learn and admit when he doesn't know something, I think that says a lot about somebody. No, thank you, Diamond. Ladies and gentlemen, I mean, you heard it. A, a, a leader who's a life learner, whose behaviors inspire and motivate those around him or her, and just builds these inseparable relationships where the leader and the led will always have a relationship forever th through amazing leadership behaviors. Diana, thank you so much for coming on Unarmored Talk podcast. And I truly appreciate you. Simplify and good luck in continuing to conquer the world. We'll see you later. All right. Thank you so much. No worries. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, God bless you. We'll see you later. Well, you guys heard it from Corpo Tega, the power of positive leadership behaviors and the impact it can have on those around you. The thing is, a lot of times you will never know the impact that you have on others. Uh, but Corporal Tega, uh, through her eyes, was able to articulate the, uh, the impact First Sergeant Michael Landry um, has had on her and others without him even knowing. So again, my recommendation is practice developing positive leadership behaviors. Um, and it's uh, something that you would have to practice and work on every single day. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks again. And uh, till next time, we'll see you later.